Welcome to ABU Artibus and Unified Church. I'm Pastor Furman. I'm excited to be with you today. Um, if you've been keeping up with us, we're fixing to have baptisms here on June 18th at Montalongo Swimming Pool. If you are a follower but you've never been baptized, we want to encourage you to sign up. We would love to help you accomplish this milestone in your life. Um, give you a, a free gift along with that. And so, in the comments, there should be a link for you to sign up if you want to join us with this. Again, it's this Friday we're going to do baptisms. Uh, we have uh, quite a few uh, people signed up, and it's going to be an awesome time. But I'm excited to jump into today's message. Um, shout out to Mateo Albert and Ruby. Got to do their wedding yesterday. And uh, I think I got a couple more weddings coming up. And it's such a blessing to be a part of. Uh, man, just such an awesome time. But... Today's message, I'm ready for, I hope you're ready for, it's called The Example. Uh, when you're a believer, what you go through becomes more than just a life experience. It becomes a roadmap that should lead to stronger faith, to a deeper relationship with God. And if we're doing things correctly, right, if we're leaning in, we should be getting transformed to be more like Jesus through it. And so to get there, we have to take hold uh, and view the examples that are given to us, and then through that, um, oftentimes, we're going to have examples to share and give with others. But today, let me pray, and then we're going to be in John chapter 13. Um, of course, we always want to pray and just ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us, for God to guide us, and for Jesus to get all the glory. Amen. But let me pray. Uh, Father, uh, man, it's crazy to think... Uh, all the things you could do in this world, and yet you choose to be a part of our life. And so, Lord, I pray that in the same way that you're intentional in our life, that we would be intentional in including you in that. And I, I pray that right now uh, we would let go of anything that's happened during the week, even anything that's happened um, the previous days or even this morning, Lord, um, that we would lay it all at your feet and uh, we would just grab only what you tell us to grab. And we would walk with you. And so, Holy Spirit, would you speak to us today? Will we hear you? Will we receive what you have for us? And may you get the glory in our lives. So we love you. We thank you for your word. And just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, if you have your Bible, John chapter 13. We're going to be in verses 1 through 17. Oh, man. But let's dive right in said, Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and that he had come from God and would return to God. <clears throat> so he got up from the table took off his robe, and wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around them. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You don't understand what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, Unless I wash you, you don't belong to me. And Simon Peter exclaimed, Then wash my hands and my head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, The person who is bathed all over doesn't need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. 
That's what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on a robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I've done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their masters, nor the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Mm. Man, there's always so much we can learn whenever Jesus is the one talking. Um, but anytime that you read the word of God, man, um, it's like I said, the example. There's a lot to learn from the things that are given to us. And even in our own lives. And, and just from reading um, this passage today, a couple of things that really stuck out that I feel like the Holy Spirit was man, wanting us to press in and to lean in more um, is this first truth that Jesus loves no matter what he knows. Jesus loves no matter what he knows. Okay, now hear me out. That doesn't always mean he agrees with what he knows or that he approves of what he knows, but he still loves us even though he knows some things about us. Amen. And verse 1 and 2, it says, Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that the hour had come to leave this world and return to the Father. He had loved the disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Mm. So it already came. Jesus knew. Jesus knew he was fixing to die. Uh, he was going to be raised from the dead. Jesus knew that he was going to be betrayed by somebody that he loved, that he trusted, that he included into his inner circle, that he invested over three years in. Um, he knew Judas was going to be uh, the one to set him up. And what did Jesus do? Despite what he knew, he loved him, right? It didn't change his love for him. And that's a hard lesson for us, uh, but it's one that we have to carry out. It's one that we have to learn from and try to live. And that it's hard because um, nothing hurts um, like being betrayed by someone that you're close to, someone that you trusted, someone that you have invested in. Um, so I can only imagine the, the way Jesus is feeling in this moment and still he chose to trust. Because if you've been betrayed, if you've been in that position where you really cared for somebody and they did you dirty and you're just like, man, that's it. I've cut them off. I don't want nothing to do with them. Well, you could have some distance, but you still have to choose to love them. Uh, because the, the truth is, at one point or another, we're the Judas. We're just like Judas. Uh, we betray Jesus. We turn our backs on him. Even after getting saved, we could find ourselves in falling into the trap of the enemy, allowing the things that he says to get to our hearts, and then we start to act like Judas. Yet, despite all that, Jesus still loves us. And we're called to love like Jesus. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead and work through us, we are able to love no matter what we know. Mm. Verses 3 through 5 says, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and that he had come from God and would return to God. And so he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel around him. Mm. That's a powerful verse, because Jesus understood his identity. He understood where he came from. He understood the authority that was given, the responsibility that he had. And it wasn't something that he abused or he held over people's heads. Because uh, Paul writes about this even more 
in Philippians chapter 2 verses 6 through 7 it says though he was God he didn't think equally of God as something to cling to equality with God is something to cling to he gave up his divine privilege he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being because what does the world teach us whenever we have position you're like man if you get the title you get the name then you got the power and if you got the power you can do anything that you want make sure the things that you do is for your benefit that's what it's about right in the world especially in america we're always that's the american dream is that you have the position you have the titles you have the power you have all these great things and what does jesus demonstrate um because he he's a person that had all the power he had all the position he had all the authority but his action he chose to take the position of a servant displaying humility and love for others that's the truth of using your position and your power correctly so wherever you are whatever your position is in life uh, it doesn't matter whether you're a CEO uh, whether you're an entry-level person whether you just mop floors it doesn't matter where you are what your position is that's an opportunity to serve others and display God's love in this world because people are wanting to be loved especially those who are struggling like Judas or they find themselves going against God um, man those are people that are desperately wanting that and needing that and we have an opportunity to give that and display that the same way that God has done it for us the same way that Jesus has done it for us because uh, Jesus knew what was up and still he made it a point to wash everybody's feet even Judas's so even though we know what's up at times we need to find ourselves responding like Jesus, living like Jesus. And if we try to do it in our own power, we're going to fail because we're going to, uh, man, work out of the anger and our flesh. And it's not always going to end well. Um, but when we lean on Jesus, when we leave on, lean on the Holy Spirit, we could accomplish these things. Because Jesus loves us and serves us despite us. And we can too. Because um, we got to love not just those that we care about. But even those who are close to us, who betray us, and those that are around us. And we just talked about how we can do it. By leaning on Jesus, leaning on the Holy Spirit, uh, allowing it to work on us and through us. That's how we love, no matter what we know. Second thing that I really felt the Holy Spirit man, speak to me wanted me to share today is that obedience brings understanding. Okay, We all want understanding. We all want clarity in situations. Well... Obedience gives birth and it helps us gain understanding. Obedience brings understanding. Verses 6 through 8, it says, When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You don't understand what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never wash my feet. And Jesus replied, Unless I wash you, you don't belong to me. Mm. He's saying, Hey, you don't understand right now, but someday you will. I think that's a lot of us, right? We all crave understanding. We're like, man, I don't understand. Uh, we got to be patient. We got to understand, okay, someday we will. We got to take that to heart. Uh, but that's something we often don't want to hear. But don't let what you don't understand keep you from allowing God to work in your life. Don't, okay? Don't allow what you don't understand keep you from allowing God to work in your life. Because we can't gain understanding if we don't... Uh, give into submission okay we can't gain understanding if we don't give into submission we don't let go naturally through our life experiences we learn that we need to test and question everything 
that we come in and that we allow in our lives. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. In Proverbs, it talks about this in, in chapter 4, verse 23. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So it's saying, hey, it's okay to guard these things because, for one, we know our heart is deceitful, and we know that people can be deceitful too. So you got to be careful of these things so you don't find yourselves in places that you were trying to avoid. And I just think of a, a couple of examples. Maybe you're somebody that struggles with um, an addiction, and it could be many different addictions, um, but let's just say drinking. You've had a hard time overcoming your yourself and drinking. Well, if you know that and you're trying to get off of that and you're trying to work through that, well, then it should be wise of us to avoid places that are going to influence us falling into that place, right? So if we know that there's certain people we can't hang around because they're always drinking or they're bad influences, though even though you love those and you care for those people, you have to understand that that's not a good place for you to be and not a place for you to be whenever you're fighting against something that you're weak to. Or maybe it's the opposite of this. Maybe you've been like me where you try to help somebody and you find yourself uh, kind of getting the receiving end of something that you never imagined. Uh, I know for me, like I've had several cars over a lifetime and I've often tried to use the things that God has blessed me to bless others. And in one particular instance, I had a, a, a friend that was in need of a car and so I let him borrow a car. It's supposed to be a short-term thing. It ended up turning into a long-term thing. And when I got the car back, it didn't run. I ended up losing a couple thousand dollars, and the car was ended up having to be, uh, man, just a wash. I couldn't do nothing with it. I ended up having to get rid of it. But despite all these things, I had to learn, okay, um, you know what? There's some things that I need to be on guard of, that I need to test, that I need to question, and that's okay. That's not a bad thing because in the long run, it's going to prevent me from repeating and going through that process and that hurt and that pain again. And the enemy is always looking for ways to attack us and, and pull us away from God. So being on guard, especially against him, is needed. But what we have to understand is that God isn't him, that Jesus isn't him. So when it's God coming at us, when it's God bringing us these things, it's okay to still ask questions. Um, but don't let the answers that you're given keep you from receiving what God has for you. Okay? To gain understanding, we have to let go and give in. And letting go creates trust and it grows our faith. And giving in allows us to lean on Jesus and on the Holy Spirit while making us humble and teachable. And Jesus said, look, you don't belong to me if we don't choose him, if we don't go to him. And the only way to be forgiven is through him. As much as we uh, understand we don't deserve what he has for us or what he offers or what he's going to give us. Man, that should be all the more reason that we run to him, that we accept him, especially the things that he's speaking to us or that he's offering or giving to us, right? So we have to give in and let go. Verses 9 through 11, it says, Simon Peter exclaimed, Then wash my hands and feet as well, Lord, not just my feet. And Jesus replied, A person who has bathed all over does not need to wash uh, except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him, and that's what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. So Peter finally understood, okay, I get it. That if I'm going to belong to Jesus, then I have to choose Jesus. I have to give in. I have to let go. I have to go to him. He wanted to make sure that there was no disconnect with him and Jesus. And so what did he say? He said, man, forget just washing my feet, man. Wash my whole body. Make sure that I'm all clean. And I think that's a lot of us a lot of times. We're like, man, wash everything. We're good. And Jesus said, hold up, slow down. Hold up. Not all of that is needed. 
Meaning, if you're saved, then you don't need to be saved again. If you're saved, if you've done this, then you're good. But there's still more that you can work on. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. So he's saying, look, yes, it's good to understand that you don't need to wash everything. Um, you only need to address the areas that are dirty and that are in need of cleaning. That's the key. Just like he said, man, I don't need to wash your whole body. It's just your feet. Your feet are the thing that's dirty. Man, sometimes we act like Peter and we go overboard and we think, man, I'm not doing enough. I, I think I need to do more for God. I need to do more than what Jesus just told me. Or we see somebody else who's in a similar situation and we see what they're doing and we start comparing ourselves and we're like, well, I'm not doing that. I probably should be doing that too. And so we're trying to do more. No, we, we got to stop. If Jesus uh, wanted more from us, then he would have said that at the beginning when he first spoke something. Or even after we've done what he said and there's more to be added, he'll make sure to add it to us. He'll make sure to address it and bring it to us. And so remember, he sees everything. Just like he mentioned to the disciples, who were, he said, man, I see that you're clean, but not all of you. So he's not caught off guard. He's not taken by surprise. And Jesus will make us aware of the things that need to be known and need to be addressed. So our obedience brings understanding. It helps us not carry things that we're not supposed to and grow in the process. It brings clarity to what needs to be addressed and instructions on how to follow through. So that's the second thing, right? Obedience brings understanding. And the third thing I really felt the Holy Spirit gave me is that every example is an opportunity to live, to learn, and to give. And I say that in the, in the wrong word, but every example is an opportunity to learn from, to live, and to give. Verse 12 and 14, it says, After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I'm doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and your teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. Mm. See, every every experience comes with a lesson to learn, to live, and to give. And it says that after Jesus washed their feet, what did he do? He started talking to him. He said, okay, I want to make sure that you understand what just happened. I want to make sure that you know how to apply this. I want to make sure that you know how to do this for other people. Because getting through a tough situation, oftentimes when it ends, what do we do? We're just glad that it's over, right? We're like, man, thank you, Jesus. It's over. I don't have to deal with that. I'm moving forward, and I'm not looking back. <laughs> That's us, right? We just keep things moving. Um, but we have to be careful that we don't miss the blessing of the lessons that we just came from. Because it ain't going to be too long that we find ourselves in another situation that the things we just learned are going to be needed. And he's trying to say, look... I want to make sure that you understand that you receive these things. So whenever another thing happens, you'll be better prepared and equipped to handle it. And if you're not careful and you're not paying attention and you're not applying these things, you're not doing what you're supposed to, man, you're going to find yourself struggling and freaking out like you just were. That's why I, I like the verse in Matthew 11:28 when Jesus is like, man, come to me all who are burdened and worry and carrying a heavy load and I will give you rest and take upon my yoke. I will make it light for you. My, my yoke is light to take. What he's saying is, look, we have to go to him, okay? Despite all the things he's willing to do for us, it still comes to us as individuals to make the choice to go to him to receive what he has for us. Um, so that's something we need to be paying attention to, that we're learning from these examples and we're taking everything that it has to offer. Verse 13, uh, 15 through 17, it says, I've given you an example to follow. 
Do as I've done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, that's the key. Now that you know these things, God will bless you. How? For doing them. Mm. Now that you know. He's saying, look, now you're accountable. Now it's up to you. Jesus said, look, I've shown it to you. I've explained it to you. I've demonstrated it for you. So there shouldn't be any reason that it doesn't happen. And if it doesn't, it's because you choose for it not to. And I want you to understand, don't think of yourself um, above anybody else or better than anybody else. Because the truth is, positions don't matter. Title doesn't matter. Authority doesn't even matter. It's your actions. Your actions are what's going to matter. And because... We're His because we're children of God. This is the standard. This is the expectation. And we are to be humble, teachable servants who does what He does and teaches others to do the same. And if we don't, well, that's that's our fault. We can't blame a pastor. We can't blame anybody else. We can't blame our parents. Uh, we can't blame Jesus or God. If He showed it to us, He's modeled it for us. He's given us the blueprint. Then it's up to us to take what He's given and run with it and apply it. And he's saying, look, I love you regardless. I'm here for you regardless. Uh, but what you choose is going to impact what you understand and what you receive. And Jesus showed us that we're to serve people when things get dirty. And often that's when it's most needed. In the messiness of life, when people are struggling and people are hurting, that's when we should really step in and, and allow uh, man God to show up as we give in and, and supply people with the things that he's given us. So what we've been through, what Jesus has gone through, what we will go through, are all going to become examples that we can learn from, that we can live from, and that we can give. And Jesus will always supply us with the lessons and the resources, but it all comes down to what we choose to do with them. So don't let this life pass you by without using up all that God has for you. Amen. So my challenge for all of us this week, be the example. Be the example. Not just learn from the example, but be the example. Well, how do we do this? Well, let's talk about the things that we that we learned today, right? We got to review what we learned. And we learned that Jesus loves us no matter what he knows. And so that we should love the same way. Despite what we know, we're called to love. What else did we learn? That under, obedience brings understanding. So the more that we're obedient, the more that we do that we're supposed to, the more understanding that we gain, but also the more we're going to be equipped and better well to handle every season that is filled with trials. Because every trial is a lesson to learn from. And so that's what we, we learn, right? So we got to review the things that we learn. we got to review the examples that is given to us, um, that people share with us, that Jesus shares with us. And then we got to take the things that are the lessons and the resources and the tools. And then we got to go and do what? We got to put them into action. We got to live them out. Remember, what did he say? Now that you know, it's up to you. And God will bless you when you do it. And he says, look, man, we can learn to do it. But it's not just for us to learn. And it's not just for us to receive something. It's for us um, to help others do the same. Because we all know somebody that's struggling, and we all know somebody that could use some help. And God is saying, look, man, I've equipped you and I've sharpened you so you can be that person to be a love and example to them the same way that I am to you. So that's the other thing of being an example. It's not just something that we review what we learn and we put into action, but we have to share with others. That's how we become the example. And so that's my challenge for all of us this week. Um, 
despite what you're going through, you might be the one that's, man, really struggling. Man, ask God, man, what are you trying to teach me in this thing? What are you showing me? Maybe you're showing me that I, I, I need to get on my knees and pray more. Maybe you're showing me um, that I need to be speaking more of your word. Maybe you're showing me that I need to lean into you and, and stop trying to take control. And I need to just let go and give in to you. I don't know what God is trying to speak to you today, what he's shown you. Um, but what I do know is that we can all review what we've learned. We can all take those lessons, those resources, put them into action, and then we can all share them with others. And when we do that, that's how we not just uh, man learn from the examples, but become the example. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you, uh, man, that you desire to sharpen us. You desire to grow us. Um, not just for our benefit, but for the benefit of those around us, of those that we care about, and even those we don't know. So, Lord, I just pray that uh, we would always be mindful that even though we may be struggling, even though we may be hurting, even though what we're going through may be painful, um, man, that there's going to be so much that's going to come out of it um, that we're actually going to uh, thank you and, and see it as an even bigger blessing than the things that are took from us in it. And so, Father, I just love you and I just thank you for this. And I pray that we would always look at the things we go through as an example to learn from. Um, to, to live in and to give and uh, man just be with us this week may you get the glory and honor we just pray this in jesus name amen all right i love y'all i hope this blessed you i hope this helped you i hope this sharpened you and man go ahead and be the example this week because man there's a world full of people that are looking up had different examples that aren't the best and god is saying look man i want to help you be a light and i want to use you let him use you let him let him uh, make you a light this week. I love y'all. God bless y'all. Remember, baptism's June 18th. I'm so excited. Uh, see y'all.